Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be at my show, I'm always looking for listeners, people with problems that want advice, people with secret lives, interesting lives, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to have you on my show. Send me an email at Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you can write a review, write a review. I love reviews. They really help the show. They bump me up in like the ratings so that more people see my show. I don't really advertise, right? So I've gotten all my followers just by people, I guess, Googling. Um, but I think when I'm up higher on the charts, people are, it's more easy to find my podcast. So reviews help me in that way. Um, and I love seeing reviews. I love hearing from my listeners. Some people write me and they tell me, you know, they give me compliments via email, <laughs> which I love that too, because it's like, I have no idea who's listening to my podcast, but a ton of people are. And it's, it's great to hear from them. So send me an email or write me a review. If you want to be on the show or send me an email about my show, you could send it to strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today, I have a guy on that I found on Craigslist. And uh, he's into a lot of different things, as you could tell by the title. Um, and the whole mom thing, like, I forgot that he was into the whole mom thing. Like, I'm spending like, like 30 full minutes or maybe more on all this other stuff, which is definitely fascinating. Um, and then he reminds me that he's into his mom and I totally forgot. <laughs> but in a weird way, I have to say, when I listen back to the whole podcast, I really think it's actually more interesting that I got into all the other stuff first and then the mom thing came out because once you hear the details of the mom thing, which you can't really even imagine until you listen, um, all the other stuff in the beginning makes sense. So it's really interesting to sort of 
tell this story backwards. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, honestly, I used to read magazines from back to front. So I read articles from back to front, like from the end to the beginning, because I'd be reading a magazine backwards, I'd come to the last page of a story, and I'd read the ending. And then I'd be like, Oh, this is interesting. So then I'd read the middle, and then I'd read the beginning. And some stories actually told backwards are more interesting and make more sense and come together in a more interesting way. I should use another word than interesting, but whatever. Um, and, and this is one of those stories. I think it actually works in a weird way better this way. The fact that I forgot was just, you know, I have mom brain ever since I had a baby. I forget a lot of shit. But uh, like I said, I think it, it works. So, you know, all, and all the stuff, trust me, and all the stuff that you got to listen to before you get to the mom stuff is fascinating too. So um, I'm going to get right to this episode. I'll be right back on with Dave. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Dave. Dave, uh, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you? Hey, Kathy, thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on my show. You're somebody, you know, lately I've been having a lot of my listeners who have wrote in a lot of those kind of people on my show, but you're someone that I found on Craigslist. That was always where I started out getting callers, and I, uh, I've always said, I think it's on my intro, like, Craigslist is like, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. Like, you could always find, like, really interesting people um, on Craigslist. And I think your ad that I responded to was like, you were looking for a confidant to just sort of share your personal stories. And I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I do on my show. Right. So I sent you an email and you were like, Oh, I have even more interesting stories than what you were really going to actually share with people on Craigslist. Right. That you could share on my, on my show. That's true. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I did post and I was posting for a, you know, a, a separate uh, issue and uh, I just needed somebody to talk to. But uh, when you reached out to me, I, I kind of went back and took a look at some of the things that you guys talk about and uh, realized that I have way better uh, topics that I could share with you. So uh, I, I wanted to uh, come on and uh, talk a little bit to you about them. Okay, cool. But let me just ask you, because I'm just curious, like what was the issue on Craigslist that you wanted to talk to somebody about? We, we're not going to get into it, but what was that? Can you, do, do you mind sharing <laughs> just, it? Uh, yeah, just a stupid issue. So I just had a girlfriend over the past few months and we broke up and uh, I just think the uh, just talking through it kind of makes it uh, better in my mind. So the more I talk about it, the, uh, the easier it is. So I was just looking for somebody to talk to. Oh, that's kind of, yeah, that's very normal. And that's very true. And that's very smart of you. And let me ask you this. Is it, is it, is it because you're a guy that like you don't have someone to talk to? Like you're not going to go to your guy friends and like talk about it? Like why go on Craigslist looking for? Because basically like, you're kind of looking for a friend, right? Like do you have no friends that you could talk to about that? Yeah, so um, it's a girlfriend, but I'm also married. So that's oh. a it. Yeah, you left that out of the story. That's a little, that's a very interesting detail. <laughs> Good thing I, I'm <laughs> asking the questions. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, see, if something doesn't kind of make sense, you, then you get the real information. Okay, so you have a girlfriend and you're married. So how, how old are you, first of all? 
Uh, mid forties. Okay, and you're married for how many years? Are you married? Uh, over twenty years. Oh God! So how old were you when you got married? Like twenty something, uh, early twenties. Twenty four. Yeah, 24. Wow. Okay, so you've been with the same woman, and I'm assuming um, you have had extramarital affairs throughout your marriage. And like, So how long were you dating the girlfriend that you were dating that you just broke up with? It wasn't long. It was about six months. Right. Yeah, but when you're older, six months is like, you know, you either go that long or you go for years. Like, you know, I mean, six months is <laughs> kind of long. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's, not. I forget. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times it doesn't last longer than a month when you're, because you just know right off the bat. Plus, you're married. So I think six months is kind of long. Yeah. I, and you know what? And to your point, I fucked around a lot before. And mm-hmm. this was kind of like my first ever serious affair. So. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was hard. It, it wasn't, uh, something that I expected and, um, you know, it was, it was hard getting over it. Right. So let's get into though, cause I might come back to that because I think that's even interesting too, because I, I just like to have things on my show that people could relate to and like what guy can't relate to like sort of just being really into a woman and being dumped or things ending and being feeling vulnerable about that and I think a lot of guys don't have someone to talk to even if it's not a girlfriend and it's kind of quiet I think men if they don't have girls that are their friends like they don't run back to their guys and talk about that stuff so they just have to sit with it you know and it is true what you say it is always helpful to just like have someone to talk to about it so we might get into that later on but like I know like you said you have like more interesting stuff than you even saw like the topics on my show so what are some of the interesting things that you've done behind your wife's back throughout your 20-year marriage (laughs) behind my wife's back hmm let's see uh why what's what's the alternative what else what others behind who else's back are you talking about well you could do it you know in front of your wife's face i guess you don't have to do it behind the back but right yeah, so i but, wanted you know, all the details <laughs> so you know some of the stuff i i did you know i've I, I hooked up with uh with various women i have uh done some stuff with guys so um you know i'm not sure i consider myself fully bisexual i definitely uh prefer women but you know guys dicks are pretty hot too and uh i don't limit myself to that but you know those are some of the things that i've done let me ask you this now because you said some of the things like i could have done them in front of my wife so did you do the guys and the other women in front of your wife as well or is this kind of stuff always been kept behind your wife's back no it's always been behind her back did you ever do anything in front of her sexually that was a little bit you know like sort of outside of the norm no, not at all. Um, you know, she's always been pretty vanilla and uh, not willing to try new things. So uh, I've brought it up a number of times and asked her to, you know, try various things. Um, and she was just never receptive to it. So right. that's uh, that's why I went down that path. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I had a girlfriend um, talking to me recently about uh, a guy she was married to and she was complaining about all the kind of stuff he sort of asked her to do sexually. And she was talking about like how wrong that was of him. And I'm like, well, you're lucky he was honest. <laughs> like, he can't help what he's into, right? Like, if that's what he wanted to do, it's what he wanted to do. So then what is like, what is... What is a man supposed to do then, you know, if he stay married to somebody and deny himself of his urges? Like, it's a very hard thing, right? And I think that this is why a lot of cheating goes down in marriages, because people kind of want to stay together for a lot of reasons, and because marriages are a lot more than just sex, right? 
Um, so, but you know, if you have these sort of things that you're into sexually and the woman that you're with most of the time is, isn't interested in it. Like, what are you supposed to do as a man? You know, is it fair to say that you can't live out any of those fantasies and you're not allowed to just, you know? So I think it's, uh, it's why a lot of guys cheat and maybe vice versa women too, sometimes in the same situation. So you had to go do all the, did she know? Like, did you actually let her know about the guy thing though, that you were into that as well, or just other women? Um, so, I mean, she doesn't know about any of, any right. of that. She, but what did she, you yeah, say she, you brought stuff up to her? Like, were you like, let's have a threesome or let's go to a swingers club? Like, how did you sort of introduce that kind of stuff that she, you said she wasn't into? Yeah. So, you know, with the guy thing, I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, we went for, you know, a, a bunch of years where we were barely having sex together. So, you know, if we were to have sex, you know, once a year, that'd be a, a lot. So, um, you know, finally after, I don't know, three, four, five years of that, you know, I asked her, I was like, Hey, you know, if, if you're not into me, then, you know, here, I'm, let me put this out for you. If you want to fuck other guys, go fuck other guys. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, and I don't think she wants to fuck other guys. I don't think she wants to fuck me. I just don't think she wants to fuck anybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I put it out there. You know, I tried talking to her about, you know, her ex-boyfriends. I know the guy that she was with right before me had this huge dick. And I, you know, would ask her about him. You know, tell me about, you know, you being with him. You know, tell me the details because stuff like that would turn me on. Uh-huh. Hoping uh-huh. that it would turn her on and... You know, she wasn't receptive to any of that. So, you know, I, I put it out there for her. I said, if you want to go be with other guys, go be with other guys. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. If you want to be with them, you know, with me and have a threesome, that's cool. If you want to do it separately, that's cool. But uh, yeah, she, she didn't want any of that. She wasn't into it at all. So when was the first time that you, so you did this stuff, like like you said, behind her back. Was it also like, does anybody in your life know about this, all this other stuff that you have done or no? I have um, a few friends that know a lot. Nobody knows, nobody in real life knows that I've done anything with guys. Right. Uh, but I have a few friends that know, you know, things that I've done with uh, other women and with couples. Right. Okay. So what was like your first step into like something sort of outside of your marriage? Were you always cheating? Did it come after like remaining faithful with like to her for like 10 years and you just like then sort of strayed? Like when was the first time you cheated on her? Yeah. I mean, it, it took a while. I was with her for a long time and, you know, it finally, you know, I just got worn down. It was just, I had women that I worked with that, you know, were constantly coming on to me and, you know, it, some point I was just like, geez, this, you know, I'm, I, I have all this in front of me and I'm trying to be good, but, uh, you know, I wasn't able to, to hold out. So eventually that's, that's what happened. And, you know, once the, the first one happened, then the floodgates kind of opened up. Right. Cause then you're like, you, if you're going to cheat, you might as well cheat up, right? <laughs> like you might as well have fun, right? If you're going to be a cheater, you might as well have fun, right? Cause if you're going to get busted, you might get busted for like, you know, fucking a lot of girls and just one. <laughs> Right. Exactly. But wait, so yep. was the first person a girl from work, a woman from work? Yep. 
And then did that, so it didn't turn into more than a one-time thing? Because you said that this girl recently was the first one that you had sort of like an emotional connection with too. So I'm assuming the women at work, it just was just like sort of a drunk thing or something. I don't know. How does how do you stop that and not have it turn into something emotional when you're working with them? Were they married too? Yeah, I mean, they, they were married. I was always able to compartmentalize it. So, you know, we would go out, we would do our thing and we would be done and we'd go back to being, you know, work friends and stuff like that. So I was always able to kind of, you know, and, 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 you know, in some cases it was a a one-time thing and many cases it was multiple time thing, but, you know, feelings never got involved. It was strictly for the sex and that was it. Right. Well, that's smart that you were going after other married women. You know, maybe if they were like single girls, it would have been a little bit more complicated. No doubt. Don't you think? So when did you, so you're, so you're cheating with women at work and then like, when did you start, I'm assuming that maybe you started to use Craigslist as a way to find like couples and men when you started to get into that. Is that when you started going onto Craigslist and creating ads? Yeah. So, you know, being with women, you know, you have your pool of women that you can be with and, you know, there's limited time to be able to, to, to do some of that stuff. Um, I used to post on a, an amateur, uh, adult website and there was this couple that also posted there as well. And they turned out to be somewhere that I would go on business trips to and, uh, they were interested in another guy and they reached out to me and said, Hey, man, would you like to get together? And I didn't think it was going to be for anything more than, you know, just kind of getting together on a taking pictures and stuff like that. And it turned out to be that, you know, they were pretty seriously into um, swinging. They were looking for, you know, another guy. Um, so, you know, I'd gotten with them and, you know, we had a, a threesome uh, with them, met up with them a couple of times. Uh, she came to my hotel room by herself, you know, a couple of times. Um, so, you know, got kind of indoctrinated into that and then, you know, had begun posting on Craigslist, um, in the M4M category just because, you know, I had always kind of was interested in guys, but uh-huh. I'd never really done anything with guys. Oh, so the, that relationship with the, that, that, so that couple, right? That man, woman that you first met up with, it was strictly like you were doing shit with the woman and he was watching, like he wasn't involved. You weren't doing anything with him. Yeah, so so in that case, yeah, he so he was straight. He would either watch or you know we'd do things separately or you know together with her. But you know nothing ever happened between me and him. Right, but you were obviously knew your whole life that you had an attraction to men. You just had never lived it out. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was my whole life. I think it was you know probably in my late twenties, early thirties that mm-hmm. you know kind of I, I got comfortable. So, you know, let me, uh, I can backtrack here sure. a little bit in the story. So, so you know, growing up, I kind of I matured a little bit later than, like, everybody else. So probably uh-huh. it wasn't, like, until I was, like, 14 that um, I started going through puberty. So, you know, developed later, was always kind of, you know, you know, in sports and in the, in the locker room and everything like that. I was always kind of pretty shy. So once I got to be a little bit older, so later 20s, early 30s, I kind of grew 
into myself and in into my own mind and became confident about myself and, you know, was, was confident enough that, you know, I could go out and, you know, be naked in front of guys. So I would seek out opportunities to do that. I'd go to the nude beach. I'd go to the gym. I'd, you know, go to, um, you know, any, any opportunity that I had to, to be naked, uh, in front of other guys. And then I kind of realized that, Hey, I, I like that, but I also like checking out other guys in that same, uh, you know, kind of place. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, I figured it out at that point. Right. So you think that maybe it came with you being more comfortable, like within your own skin and with your sort of body and your sexuality that you were able to really realize that you even were open to this. And maybe when you were younger, you were a little bit more uptight. Yeah, definitely. Uh Uh-huh. So how old were you when you posted your first ad and what was that first experience like? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, so my first ad for a guy was probably, uh, I'd probably be late, mid to late thirties, I'd say. And, you know, I'm pretty specific when I post my ads and I'm not looking for somebody who's out with, you know, a million guys. I'm not looking for, for that. I was looking for somebody relatively inexperienced, you know, similar situation as me married who, you know, was into, you know, that type of thing. So, um, you know, posted that, you know, probably got, you know, hundreds of replies, probably chatted and emailed with, you know, dozens and filtered it down to a couple and then eventually settled on one. So you got a lot. So, yeah, it's so different than when, you know, the op, when a guy goes on looking for a woman, you're not going to, you're probably going to get three guys that are going to email you. (laughs) But when you're a man looking for a man, you're going to get like a ton of guys. So what did you narrow it down? Like, what were you specifically looking for as far as when as a man concerned? Like you said, you sort of like think cocks are like interesting. Do you like guys that are very well hung? Like, was that your thing or what were you looking for in a guy? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, guys who were around my age, so, you know, 30s, 40s at the at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. uh, married, you know, not experienced or not very experienced with other guys, and definitely guys with big dicks. I, I wanted a guy with a, you know, who was well honed. Right, right, right. But were you interested in what they look like, too, or like body type? Like, what? how specific were you? Or what would, did you realize you were attracted to? Yeah, I mean, a... a a, a good body definitely helps. I mean, I, I was looking for somebody who was relatively physically fit, mm-hmm. um, you know. But you know, the probably the the biggest thing, if I had to weight it, you know, eighty percent would be how big his dick was, and you know, twenty percent the the rest of them, you know, that would that would uh, factor into it. Right, right, right. I think it's probably like a lot of guys would say the same thing. <laughs> I think guys are that way with women too, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> the body is 80%, right? And everything else is 20%. Um, yep, no doubt. So you narrowed down to a couple guys, right? And like was black or white? I'm assuming you're a white guy just by your voice, I, I guess. But like, so were you into black guys, white guys? Like, I mean, because, you know, we all know that black guys are way bigger, have bigger dicks, right? So, I mean, what was your <laughs> Yeah, so it was, you know, I, I did have black guys who replied. Uh, there wasn't a black guy that I was particularly interested in. I wasn't opposed to it, but, uh, it, you know, the, the people that I wound up talking to uh, happened to be all white. And they were very well hung. And then so who was the first person that you met up with and why that person? Um, so it was a guy and, you know, typically you know, the way it would work would be they would reply to my ads. We, you know, email back and forth. We chat a while. Um, you know, they have to pass through some pretty rigid screen processes. And in this particular morning, I was just very horny and got a guy that replied and, um, you know, he just happened to meet all the criteria that I was looking for. Uh-huh. And I just happened to be super horny. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to spend, you know, weeks and weeks emailing to vet this guy out. I mean, you know, go over and, uh, and we'll get together. Right. And so he was in your town or wherever you were traveling to, like, were you traveling away on business or were you in your town where you were married and everything? Yeah, he, he was, I mean, he wasn't close, but he was local. I wasn't traveling at the time, but he was probably about an hour away. So you met up that same day? Yep. And where did you meet up? Like, what happened that day? I mean, everything? Like, did you Yeah. Meet, did you meet up in a hotel at his place, or, like, where did you guys hook up, actually? Yeah, crazy. So I drove out to his house, you know, he gave me his address. I drove to his house, and... uh uh, met him there, so luckily I didn't get uh, you know chained up and put in a dungeon or something like that. <laughs> was he married too, or was he was he like a totally gay man? Was he like you, like living sort of like a double life? Yeah, so he was he was married, and uh, his wife had just left that morning for the airport. She went on a business trip, and uh, so his house was free for a while. So we met up there. Wow, see how interesting that is. All you wives on your way to the airport right now, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> you know, you just you yeah, don't know. Yeah, your husbands are, are home planning, uh, you know, parties with other dudes. Yeah, I've had other men on my show who are secretly bi or whatever you want to call it, right? And I always ask them, like, if anyone in your life, like, what would people think in your life? Like, are you the type of person where they would be, like, completely shocked if they knew that you were guys? Like, like, and what is the answer for that with you? Like, would your friends, because you said nobody knows about this, right? Would they be, like, no way, like, they would never believe that you actually are, like, been with guys on the side? Yeah, they, they'd be like, no fucking way. Because, you know, I'm like a typical guy's guy, right? I like to play sports. I like to watch sports, hang out, drink beer, talk about, you know, women and, you know, everything. And they would just have no idea. Right. And I guess this guy was the same way, right? This guy that you met. So you go to his house, right? And you know he's married, but his wife just left. And, like, the minute you get in, do you guys just, like, go to town on each other? <laughs> Because you must have been like, you must have been like dying. Like, this is like an itch that you're going to finally scratch, right? That has been, that you've been, this is something you've been wanting to do, I assume, for a long time at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I was nervous as fuck going there, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, the whole drive over, I'm like, 
you know, this was crazy. Like, what, you know, what am I getting myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, and the ad that I posted, so, you know, it wasn't just like, hey, let's get together and do stuff, right? I posted it under the guise of, let's get together, let's show each other, you know, pictures of our wives naked, let's, you know, bring their warm panties and get together and, you know, smell them. Oh, and, you okay. know, let's, let's jerk off while we do that. So, you know, there's a female component to it at the time. So, you know, it wasn't totally, you know, just... You skipped over that. That's a very interesting part of your story. I mean, did you just use that as something to throw in there because that was the way to get to a guy's house and be with a man? Or did you also enjoy that aspect of it? No, I totally enjoy that aspect. I mean, it's it's hot checking out another guy's wife, you know. And then having him checking out your wife too? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Right. And then did you bring panties? I did. And he had his wives? This is why I love doing my show, because there are two women out there that this is their story and they have no idea. And then there's probably a million other women that they have no idea that this shit is going. You know, this is like the stuff that people do that nobody knows about. It's so interesting, you know, like, did you bring let me just ask you, like, did you bring those panties home and put them back in the drawer? Um, well, I brought them home and put them in the hamper because they were worn. So, uh, but yeah, I did. Yeah, right. So she could be wearing those panties right now, and she has no idea. So, oh, so when you say they were worn, you brought them over there. You guys smelled them, wore them, jerked off in them. Like, what did you do with them? <laughs> uh, did not, did not wear them. Uh, we smelled them. We, you know, I smelled his wife's panties while looking at, you know, pictures of her. You know, just G-rated pictures of her with him you know, in real life and then naked pictures of her. So, you know, the whole dichotomy of, you know, her, you know, being in this regular everyday life and then, you know, seeing her naked and then, you know, smelling her pussy was was very hot. And then you know, him him seeing my wife and doing that too was was hot too. So, you know, she's not gonna be with another guy, you know, this was kinda like the next best thing I could think of to you know for her to you know or another guy to experience her i guess and you to experience another man experiencing her because that's really what you wanted you wanted to watch that happen so yeah the way you explain it it is i think a lot of people are going to be like wow i never really thought about that but it's like a turn-on you know (laughs) because like you (laughs) said you want the way you walked through it like seeing them in a regular way like that's a very smart way to do it it really like if you're long-winded, right, and like a good story, like I like that whole thing because you like, oh, this is them clothed, and then you get to the point where they're naked, and then you're smell, you know, it's uh, it's definitely, I don't know, it seems like I get why it's a turn on, you know, and I bet you other people are that yeah. are listening are like, oh, like I said, they might have not really thought to do that, but could really understand how that could be hot instead of just going to yeah. like, you know, the the everyone's naked. I'll have to go and post another ad uh, on Craigslist and see uh, if I get any takers. Uh, for that specific scenario, right? Well, isn't that what you put out? That's the ad that you put out, right? Yeah, I mean, that was the ad that I put out way back when. Right. That was the, 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 the guys under, you know, getting together with another man in the, in the first place. Right. So now you're at this guy's house. Where are you doing this all? Like in his bedroom? And are you guys like naked or is your just pants undone and like your dick's out? Like how like... <laughs> far into things are you guys yeah so you know get get there you know he's got his family room is right off of the uh the front door there so we go in and you know 
small talk, and you know, I don't know what the hell I'm saying at this point. My mind's racing a, a million miles an hour. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, thank God, you know, he just unzips his pants and takes his dick out because, I don't know, I probably would have sat there and, you know, made small talk for an hour or two before I did anything. So, right. Yeah, so he, so he, you know, he takes his dick out. I start showing him pictures of my wife. I give him my panties and, you know, start proceeding from there. Right. And now when did you like, did you guys like was kissing a part of your hookup or no? Because some people like kissing is very sexual to them. And some people like no way is that a part of things like did you guys like start making out and then you start doing things or like what? How did you initiate sort of intimacy like, you know, sex between the two of you? Yeah, no making out. Um, That's, you know, still I'm I'm not into guys in that way. Like Mm -hmm. if you had to ask me, like, you know, what do you like about guys? I like guys' dicks. Right. So <laughs> I'm not not interested in I'm not interested in kissing. I'm not interested in you know holding their hands, or, you know, massaging each other, yeah, spooning. Yeah, no spooning. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no spooning. <laughs> so, so you, so then, who makes the first move? Uh, so he does. So, um. So he, you know, he's looking at my wife. He's got a dick out. He starts jerking off a little bit. Um, so I do the same thing. I, you know, unzip my pants. I pull my dick out. So I'm jerking off while he's, you know, looking at my wife and smelling her pussy. And then he asks me, you know, do you want me to, to jerk you off? And I was like, you know what? No, because I wasn't really particularly into that, but I wanted to jerk him off. Um, so I said, you know, no, I'm, you know, I'm not interested in that, but you know, I'd like to, to jerk you off. And he was like, yeah, go for it. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, so I did. Okay. And then he came. Yeah. He came within like 30 seconds. Okay. But like, okay. And then what happened? And then what happened? So he cleans up and, uh, so then I'm looking at his wife. You know, same type thing. I'm looking at her. I'm smelling her panties. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, do you want me to jerk you off? And, you know, at, at that point, I'm not going to say no. You know, he let me do him. And, you know, you know just, that was what he wanted to do. So I was like, yeah, go for it. So, uh, so yeah, so, you know, I was looking at his wife naked, looking at her G-rated pictures, smelling her pussy. And he jerked me off. And I came and uh, cleaned up and took my pictures, took her panties, and uh, drove home. (laughs) So that was your first experience as far as, like, that's as far as you went. You didn't have any kind of anal action or blowjobs, nothing like that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's all I've ever done with guys so far is just jerk off with them. I haven't blown any guys. I haven't haven't done any anal or anything like that. I I would blow a guy looking for the right guy to send him to guy. That's interesting. How many guys, okay, let me ask you this. How many guys have you hooked up with since then? Mm, I'd say probably about 10. And all of them, how come you've never gotten past that? Is it just like, that's like your preference? Cause you just told me that you don't even care about getting jerked off. Right. So it was like, so if you're not really that interested in that, but you're not blowing anyone, you're not doing any kind of anal and you're not spooning anyone or making out with them. Like, what is it that you're into with guys? Um, you know, jerking off. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I would blow a guy. There's no doubt in my mind that I would. But, you know, I, I'm considering, you know, I, I need to, 
in that case be with a guy that I'm pretty comfortable with. I know his his story. I know that you know he's not out you know with a million different guys. I'm not looking for you know a quick one time thing in that case. So you know, there's a lot of guys that will reply, will chat, and you know, just it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. So it's either you know we're not mutually compatible, or and there's a lot of guys on Craigslist that just post, and and when it's time to meet up, they just don't meet up. So you know, eventually, eventually they fall by the wayside. I haven't found you know anyone you know worthwhile to uh, to go that far with. That's so, kind uh, of interesting. Yeah. So I think it's a little... So, okay, what about someone blowing you? Like, what's the deal with that? Um, not as interested as, you know, if I were to blow another guy. So, you know, I think if it were a reciprocal arrangement, that would be fine. But, you know, I think the compulsion on my end would be to, to blow a guy rather than have a guy blow me. So when it comes to guys, like, what do they call it? Like, you would be, like, the bottom, but you don't even like anal. But, I mean, like, you like to more, like, sort of give the pleasure than be on the receiving end of things, right? Is that fair to say? Is that right? Yeah, I I think it's right. And, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, when I was younger and just, you know, seeing guys with big dicks and, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know if it was, an envy factor or, you know, I want to experience what it's like to have, you know, a dick that big in my, my hand. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of experience what that was to see, you know, what, you know, what it felt like. And, you know, my wife was with the guy that was, was really big. So I kind of wanted to see kind of what, what she experienced, I guess. Right. So, so it's more about that than it is about, sort of like having that person like do stuff to you it's yeah i mean if they did nothing to me i wouldn't care yeah because it seems like even when that first scenario like you said i allowed him to because i you know he let me do it so i figured i just should so but then i'm like but what are you interested like when you say you're like kind of into guys like what are you into with them but i guess it's like you servicing them like that's that weird like not weird but it's kind of like a like you call that more like a fetish right because it's like a little bit it's very specific right because like if you were totally into guys like you would be into all kinds of stuff right and doing everything i mean the fact that you've crossed that line and been with guys like there's no reason why you wouldn't be letting him fuck you in the ass if you wanted to right because it's like you already go after what you want but it's like you don't really have that desire your desire more is to just like kind of idolize them from afar or something i don't know like it's interesting because it's not so physical that sounds pretty right right and so you've been with men for like 10 times and has it always been the same scenario like with the wife thing and let's swap or is it like i just want to jerk you off and meet me here or there like that's how it's always been with the 10 guys no it's you know that was the first couple times and Mm -hmm. um Probably the, the majority of the times have been, so I don't know if, if, you know, if you're familiar with it, but there are Korean bathhouses. Um, so the, in, in Korea, if you go over there, the, um, custom is, you know, men go to one side, women go to the other. Once you get into the locker room, you get naked. There's a wet area. You've got showers and soaking tubs and steam rooms and stuff like that. So in the, Korean custom, you 
go there and you go there for health purposes and that's why you go there. But, you know, for the rest of the white guys and black guys and Hispanic guys that go there, you know, they're going there to do other things. They're going there to, you know, check out other guys, you know, do things with other guys. And there's been, you know, different cities that I've been in that have had these types of bathhouses that I've gone to. Uh-huh. And that's where the rest of the uh, encounters have been. So it's just been... I safe, went, you know, okay, the, I went to one of those bathhouses. It was more of a Russian banya kind of place, right? And when my guy went in the back and he was there for a long time, I was like, he's definitely fucking someone. I always thought it was a woman. Maybe it was a guy. Because <laughs> like what you're saying, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, in in that's what's in going Korea, down back there, they, right? Yeah, they, you know, they they segregate by by gender, so you know, the guys are with the guys. Yeah. So you know, I don't know what happens in the Russian ones, but you know, I know in Europe everybody's naked together and it's a big you know party in the saunas. But you know, in these, it's just you know, it's all guys and. You know, you, you look around and, you know, 20% are Asian and they're, you know, the guys that are supposed to be there and everybody else is, you know, probably by and, you know, checking out your dick. And now is any, is are people getting it on or everyone's just sort of being a voyeur and just like checking people out? It's, you know, it, it depends, right? So the, the place is a legit place. The, you know, the, everybody's there, you know, to be there, you know, legitimately, supposedly, but, you know, if the... Management isn't walking around and on top of things. Then you know there's definitely opportunities to, to do stuff. And the steam room is you know very secluded. You know you can't see into it from the outside. So if there's guys doing things in the steam room and nobody else is in there, then they're doing things in the steam room. Right. And now, are these the places in America? Or are these because you said in Europe that's like a free for all? So you feel like in Europe maybe it's a little bit more open. <laughs> Yeah, these are, I mean, these are in America. So, right, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. Go to any any major city, I'm sure you can, you know, find one that's uh, that's close by, and uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, I'm telling you, I went to the Russian bond with my guy, and he was back there for so long, I was like, he's definitely getting blown by somebody. I just, <laughs> I think I thought, I just assumed it was a woman, but this specific guy could have been a guy too, right? Because that's what you're saying. It's not like anyone's back there working. It's more about the people that are there that are hooking up with each other, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you don't want to disrespect the people that are there for legitimate purposes. So, you know, you don't go and, you know, flaunt a, a big erection in front of everybody. But, <laughs> right. you know, it's... If it's you, if it's you and another guy in the shower and nobody else is around and, you know, he's into it, then, you know, go for it. And let me ask you this. Who, like, because, like, listen, I think it's, like, kind of like a slippery slope, right? If, like, you start, if you're, like, in the, the, this bathhouse, right, and someone thinks it's totally legit and it's a regular guy and he's just in there and all of a sudden you, like, your cock starts to get hard, he might get a little horrified, right? So how do you know, like... Are there, like, how do you know if someone's into it? Is it just, like, a feeling or, like, you know, that you're not crossing a line with someone that's not really there for that reason? Like, how do you know? Is there sign language that you guys have? Like, or, you know? Holy shit, that's a great question. So, you know, the first couple times that I went, and, you know, I mentioned it earlier, you know, I was, in some cases, trying to get comfortable with uh-huh. myself being naked in front of other guys and stuff like that. So the first few times I went, it was just me, you know, just 
getting an, an opportunity to be naked and, and hanging out with other guys naked. So I kind of missed all of the signals mm-hmm. and had no idea what was going on. Right. But, you know, kind of going there, you know, a few times, you, you pick up on the signals, you kind of understand what's, you know, what's what. Um, you know, you can stare at a guy's dick and but I can just stare at it again if, you know, he doesn't get up and, you know, punch in the head or, or walk away, then, you know, he might be receptive to it. So, you know, there's some stuff that goes on, you know, if he gets up and goes in the steam room, you get up and follow him into the steam room. He gets out, you follow him out. You know, there's a, a whole dance that kind of goes on that. That's know, unspoken, but it's like more of an energy thing, right? Like you're just feeling the vibes. <laughs> and if you're not totally self-conscious and you're like you said, like after a while you were like comfortable with just being naked. So then you could kind of really start looking around and really focusing on like what kind of vibes are you getting from other people? And that's what you have to do yeah, to know, right? Yeah. yeah there's, and there's definitely been straight guys in there that have been in there for, you know, just going in for, you know, whatever health purposes or whatever. So, you know, you kind of, you, you can pick up on it, I guess, but I, I didn't my first few times. And, you know, after being in there a couple of times, I, I knew what was going on. Right. So a lot of them have been, so you just like sort of, where, where do you nor- typically get it on with those guys where you're just like jerking each other up, like in the steam room or in the shower if no one else is in there? Yeah. So, you know, the, the main room is like a, a bunch of showers usually and some soaking tubs and then the steam rooms are off to the side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you go out at a time that there's nobody else there, then, you know, you can do stuff in the big room and the showers, but you know, if other people are around, then you, know, you kind of take it into the steam room. And let me ask you this, is a part of the fact that like you could get busted at any minute or somebody could just like walk in, does that factor into like the turn on? No, not really. Um, because if somebody does walk in, you kind of have to, you know, be nonchalant about it and be like, hey, you know, nothing's going on, just you guys. <laughs> right. But uh, some people, I've had a know, couple so people on my show it, that that would be a part of the turn on. Right, but some people it does. But for you, it wasn't, that wasn't a part of it. Right. And, yeah, not for me. And now, do you ever plan on, like you said, if it was like the right guy, maybe you'd let them blow you. Like, what about any kind of anal action as far as you giving or receiving? Do you think that that's in your future? I don't think so. I mean, I've talked to people about it before. I, I can't see it happening. I mean, I love my having my ass played with, um, you know, by a woman, but I can't see getting fucked by a guy. How or fucking a guy. Uh, I don't know. Just not for me. Just not something that turns me on or I desire. Right. And so when you say you've talked about it with a bunch of people, has it been with these guys that you've, co- like, hooked up with? I'm assuming because nobody else Actually, knows. Actually, been with women that I've talked to online, and you know, just kind of shared stories and experiences and mm-hmm. fantasies with, and you know, they had asked me if that was something I was into, and you know, I had to think long and hard about it before saying no, but probably say no. Right, um, and let me ask you this: You said that you were like you did some stuff with couples and stuff, and I know you told me about that one couple you found on Craigslist. Have there been a, a multiple couples in your life that you've hooked up with? Yeah, two couples, so the one couple I told you about, and then there was another couple that I posted on Craigslist. I posted this uh, M4M ad, and they actually reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I know you're posting for a guy here, but my wife thinks you're 
pretty hot, and we've never been with another guy. We've been married for 20 years. You know, would you be interested in, you know, potentially, you know, having sex with my wife? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, this is like a fucking penthouse letters at this point, right? <laughs> right. Stuff like that. Stuff like that never happens, right? So, yeah. You know, I, I go and I meet them, and, uh, you know, everything's good, and, you know, went and met them at a, a hotel later on that week. And now let me ask you this on a scale of one to 10, all these like other, first of all, what are you on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> uh, I'm a seven to an eight. Okay. And what about your dick size? Like, were you always obsessed with people's cocks? Like, cause you, you, you weren't well endowed or are you also well endowed? Like what's your deal down there? I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty small. I'm probably five inches. Yeah. Well, that's kind of average. Right. Okay. So that's why you were sort of obsessed with the bigger ones. And now, um, uh, like the, the that guy's wife, like the, you know, these two wives that you you got to be with, were they like what were they on scale? Of, like were they totally hot? I mean, or in that kind of a situation, or you're just like just happy that someone's willing to share that you'll take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so the first wife was um, super hot. You know, early forties. You know, gym body. You could tell. You know, she's this guy's trophy wife and uh-huh. uh you know, he's just he's just interested in seeing her fuck other guys so you know body wise probably you know nine and a half for mm-hmm. a, a woman in her 40s and you know looks wise you know eight eight and a half so mm-hmm. she was she was definitely hot uh the second woman uh was uh, uh latina um huge tits uh very pretty girl um uh, really, you know, sexual, and uh, you know, she probably, you know, a, a, you know, an eight on a scale of one to ten for you know a woman who's forty years old and you know has a, a couple of kids that are teenagers. Right, right, right. And how great was that sex? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, you know, it's great fucking other guys' wives while they watch, and uh, you know, definitely hot. Right. And now let me ask you this, as far as you and your wife are concerned at this point, because you said you've gone through phases where you haven't had sex at all, practically, like, what's the deal with your guys' sex life now after 20 years of marriage? Um, It's pretty non-existent for the most part. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was years there where we didn't have sex at all. You know, sometimes it would be once a year. Uh So, you know, recently I've been, you know, like, kind of sat down with her and said, hey, you know, this is the deal, you know, I've, I've been asking, I've been asking, I've been asking, nothing happened. You know, finally, you know, let me kind of jolt her into reality here and tell her, you know, this is something that's super important for me. And, you know, if, if nothing happens here, then, you know, I don't know what, what the future holds for us. So we've been fucking, you know, way more. I think we've probably fucked, you know, five, six times in the past month and, She's blown me probably four or five times on top of that, which, you know, for a month, that's like, you know, five years out for me. So. <laughs> right. Did that happen good, after you, that girl and you ended? Is that when this sort of changed with your wife? Is that when you went to her or did this happen totally separate from that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the two were somewhat related. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You were like using your wife as a rebound, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt. You know what I mean? You were like, you're so needy of somebody else to like you because you were feeling bad about yourself that you're just using your wife and she has no idea. 
I've done way more worse things. So <laughs> yeah, well, tell me, so, like, okay, so, I mean, all the stuff that you've told me so far, is there any, because I want to get into the story this the, about your breakup, too. I want to know about that. But are there any other sort of illicit things that you did that you want to talk about first? <laughs> um, I put in my email that, uh, you know, one of the, the things that, you know, I, I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, seeing my parents naked when I was younger. Oh, wait, you're uh, that one? Younger. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That Yeah, you're right. We t- t- emailed back and forth so much about these other things of just like scheduling that I completely forgot about that. Oh, my God. Thank God we have like a whole other half hour, at least 25 minutes left. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, why didn't I get to that from the beginning? I forgot that that was you because you know what it is? I have another guy who's totally into that, that it's a separate person on Craigslist. That that's like a, So that's why I forgot. So, yeah, can you please get into that? Yeah, so, you know, growing up, you know, I saw my parents naked all the time. It wasn't uh, anything malicious or, you know, weird on their part. It was just, you know, we had a very small house. We had, uh, you know, two bedrooms, one bathroom, and, you know, it was the 70s, and, you know, they were young parents and, you know, not very sophisticated, so, you know, I don't know if they thought that, you know, there was anything weird going on or whatever, but, you know, I'd see my mom, my dad naked pretty often, you know, in the bathtub, in the shower, getting changed, um, you know, walking around in, you know, their, their bedrooms and stuff like that. And, you know, that had a, you know, it was interesting at the time. Um, you know, my dad, had playboys and hustlers he would keep in the bathroom and I was a precocious reader. I mean, I, I'm, you know, three, four, five years old and, you know, reading these things and looking through them and kind of understanding what's going on in them. So, you know, growing up that way, it was always kind of normal and that's just the way it was, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stayed in the, the background in my mind for a while. And then, you know, as I got to be older and an adult, I, figured out that, you know, these were some things that, you know, turned me on and, uh, and, uh, I was, became more interested in them. Right. And what turned you on is the thoughts like of your mother naked. Like I'm now I totally remember, like you sent me an email in the email. You said that you have even thought like, cause you kind of wanted to maybe like hint to your mother that this was going on, that you were th- even thinking to go so far as to like, put some dick pics like in your photo album on your phone and give her your phone so she could kind of <laughs> find them. Right. I mean, you laugh, but wasn't that true? Isn't that true? Yeah. So it's true. So, you know, that happened all while I was growing up. And then, you know, probably the one thing that was a tipping point was that, so I came home one day, you know, from school and there was a big snooper. So I went through, uh, her dresser drawer and I found Polaroids and pictures of her and my dad in there. So, you know, seeing them naked around the house, you know, that was one thing, not a big deal, but, you know, Polaroids were, you know, it was her posing, you know, in lingerie and then posing nude and then, you know, her blowing him, them having sex, you know, seeing that was, you know, something totally different and kind of, you know, it was a, a shock to my brain, I guess, at that point. So, uh-huh. um, so I kind of, you know, at that point I 
looked at them a, a little bit differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they went from, you know, they, you know, kind of went from them just being, you know, naked parents walking around to, you know, hey, these are these sexual entities that, you know, kind of turned me on at the time and then, you know, sat there and repressed it for, you know, 20, 25 years, didn't even think about it. How old were so, you when you found those pictures? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. And, like, did you, like, jerk off to them? Uh, so the first couple of times I looked at them and, you know, nervous as fuck, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is, this is totally weird. My heart's beating out of my chest, you know, yeah. and put them back, and, you know, and then eventually, yeah, I, I, I definitely jerked off to them. Mm-hmm. And how many times did you go back into those pictures and look like, you know, how long was, did you use that as, you know, your, your sort of porn? I probably went back every day for, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, mm-hmm. looked at them every single day, right? So as soon as I'd come home from school, I'd, you know, run upstairs, I'd, you know, open her drawer, I'd check them out. So that that went on for, you know, probably a month and a half, two months. And then one day I went and they were gone. So I don't know if she figured out that, you know, I was looking at them or whatever happened, but I went through their entire bedroom. I turned that thing upside down and looked through <laughs> them and never saw them again. So, so uh, you know, I'm guessing they, they figured out that I that I found them, but nobody ever said anything to me. Did they stop walking around naked after that, or they were still the same? No, I mean, it was, it was pretty much the same. You know, nothing changed after that. And, you know, I lived at home through college, you know, during the summers and everything. And, you know, I, the same, you know, same deal. We had one bathroom. If, you know, we all had to get ready at the same time, you know, I'd be in there naked, taking a shower, you know, while my mom would be in there or, you know, vice versa, I'd be getting ready and she'd be in there. So, and that continued until my, my early twenties when it goes out. So you would be totally naked. Your mom would be in there or vice versa. She would be in the shower totally naked while you're in your twenties and she's there. But and now that you have, like, we all know, I mean, they didn't know this, but you know, and now we know that like you had sexualized them in your mind. Right. And because you saw those pictures and stuff. So like, you know, after those pictures, like when they were walking around naked, was this like a turn on to you? Or did you yeah, sort of, co- turn on. Oh, so it was. So after that, like you couldn't look at them in, in a different way. Like you said, like when you said now they're sexual beings walking around, that's what you meant. Kind of like you, they became sexualized and they became a sexual turn on for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I, and, you know, my bedroom was right next to theirs. I'd hear them having sex and, you know, it would be a huge turn on to me, you know, just thinking about it because I'd seen the Polaroids, you know, I saw them uh, naked. I saw them having sex. So it was, it was definitely very hot for me. And now let me ask you this. Was it also like, was it also something about your dad as well? Like, was he well hung, your dad? Yeah. I mean, he's, that's where your thing comes you know, from for that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no doubt that's where that comes from. So, you know, my mom's probably five foot even, and my dad's probably, I don't know, if I had to guess, you know, thinking back to the, the pictures that I saw, he's probably like seven and a half inches. So he looked, you know, huge compared to her, just, you know, seeing her hand wrapped around the base of his cock. You know, she couldn't even fit it around his, his dick. It, it was so big, so... That's definitely where I, I think I get the uh, the big dick thing from. Yeah, it was because those images really turned you on and they like imprinted in your brain at such a young age as, you know, like 
something that turned you on, right? And because you used it for so much, it's just like that became your thing, right? So that would totally make sense why you were. Would you also be like, because you said you didn't figure out till you were like way later and older that you're into guys. Like, did you did you realize that at, at that point that you were kind of turned on by seeing your dad too? Or did you only think it was your mom? Yeah, I always thought it was my mom at the time. I, you know, I didn't even think about you know, my dad at all, just, you know, other than, you know, I'd, I'd see him in the shower, you know, I never saw him hard in person, you know, just in the picture. So, you know, I'd never really thought about him or guys or, or anybody that way until, you know, much later. Right. And now did it, didn't it, like, I don't know, I would like, were you able to be normal with them after like this? I mean, because like, how did you like switch it on and off with your mom? Like, didn't it, did you feel uncomfortable? Could you look her in the eyes and talk to her like right after you like dropped off of her? You know, like, I mean, was it, was it hard to sort of hide that your attraction to her? It, it wasn't. I mean, I, I, you know, I mentioned before I'm able to compartmentalize things pretty well. Uh -huh. Um, that was something that I was just, you know, able to kind of segregate in my mind, you know, it was, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, you're, you're my mom, but hey, you're also this woman that, you know, I've seen naked and, oh, by the way, you're pretty fucking hot. And, you know, I've seen you, you know, taking my dad's cock and that was pretty hot. And, you know, I, I was able to kind of segregate the two, I guess. Right, right, right. So you were, well, what's your relationship? I'm assuming you're very close with them. And you, because you stayed, you said you stayed in your house, you guys were in such small quarters, like you would go back there through college and live there. So like you had a close relationship with them. Yeah, real close with them. I mean, I've always been, you know, close with them, never any issues. It's always been a, a good relationship. And now when you moved out and you didn't get to see your mom, like, naked anymore, like, did you ever, like, go home and just stay there for the weekend just in hopes of seeing her again? Like, how'd you get your fix once <laughs> you were out of there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I I get married and, you know, living with my wife and everything, um, never had the opportunity to, to go back and, you know, do anything like that uh, until last year. So last year they buy a, a new house and um, they need some help, you know, moving stuff in and fixing it up and everything like that. So I told my wife I'm going to, you know, go and, you know, help, help them out. I took a week off from work. I, you know, left my, my wife and my two sons home and go and, you know, help them out for a week. And, you know, I'm like, all right, so this is pretty cool. So I'm, you know, here, I'm an adult now. I'm basically the same age now that they were. Right. I moved out when mm -hmm. I was in college. So, you know, now I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm, you know, a peer with them at that time. So, you know, I'm like, all right, what, you know, what can I do? So that's when, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, one of the things that I, I did, I'm like, all right. So, you know, my mom saw me naked when I was in my teens and my twenties. I'm like, okay, what, you know, what can I do now to, you know, continue this thing in my mind that I have going on. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, let me, you know, I, because in my mind, I always wondered, you know, she saw me naked. She compared me to my dad, you know, my dad's got this big dick, you know, did she notice, you know, what is, what's going on in her mind? So, um, so I went there and, you know, I'm like trying to 
find various scenarios where I can be naked and she can see me. So, you know, first couple times I'm getting dressed and undressed in the bedroom and you know, I'm taking a really long time. I'm pretending to get dressed. I'm pretending to get undressed. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Nobody ever fucking walks by the door. Like, <laughs> nothing happens. This okay. goes, so this goes on for like days and days and days. Nothing uh-huh. happens. So finally the last day, right before I'm, I'm ready to leave, I get out of the shower and I'm like, all right, this is going to be my last opportunity to, to do anything here. So, you know, let me, let me go for it. So I get out of the shower. Um, my dick is, you know, I was hard as fuck in the shower. So I get out. I'm, you know, I've got a semi going on. I open the door to the bathroom and just stand there. So I'm drying my hair, you know, towel drying my hair. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm shaving. So finally, after like, 20 minutes she walks by and she looks in and she sees me naked. So that was like the That's culmination of the Holy Grail <laughs> of, you know, that I've been waiting for for, you know, for a week to, to try to get this to happen. So it finally happened and it did. And like, what did she stop and say like, Hey, how's the weather? Like what toothbrush are you using? Like, or did she just like look and smile and walk away? Like, what was that interaction like? No, she she stopped and she said, "Hey, nice dick," and then she, she went back over. <laughs> no, you know, no, she, you know, nothing, 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 uh, nothing scintillating happened. She, you know, looked in. I saw her look at me, and then she just continued going to the uh, the kitchen where she was headed to, and, and nothing happened. She didn't say anything or anything like that. Right, but this is still in your head, right? Because you've already concocted up this plan about maybe giving her your phone with these pictures, right? Like that's your thing now because you're still trying to get something like you want eventually maybe and tell me if I'm wrong that to like hook up with her right <laughs> I I want to hook up with her when she was my age that I am now so right so know, that's not possible that's not possible so you know I'm I'm not looking to 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 make anything happen at this point I, I think it's all you know either in my mind and I'm you know 21 and she's you know in her 40s and we're fucking or you know I'm in my 40s and she's in her, her 40s and we're fucking but she's in her right she's too, at this point. she's too old now <laughs> typical man <No, laughs> she, still, she still looks good right um, right right but yeah I mean I'm not, There's I'm something about ha- how she was at that time that stuck in your head, right? It must be like, I really feel like if you were like in therapy, like all of the stuff and all of your fantasies and all the things that you like to do with men and women and the whole like, you know, the wife thing and everything. I think it all makes total sense considering like what you like at the height of like you getting into like, you know, your sexual into your sexuality like you know at 15 that's like a very sort of pivotal time in a man's life right like you're changing over to be like a someone who's not sexual to someone who is and then to find those pictures and to then to like be using that as a turn-on and like using it and using it and then to get that imprinted in your brain you know it makes sense because it does go with like your fantasies and the stuff that you're living out in this secret life of yours for sure right yeah no doubt i mean i you know i still go and jerk off to pictures of women, you know, with full bushes now because, you know, I saw her and, you know, she had this amazing bush and, you know, just, you know, looking at what was imprinted on my mind, I can totally, you know, look back and say, you know, this is what was imprinted then and this is what I like. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, you know, started dating and married my wife. She had, you know, this 
big bush and I was <laughs> really into that. Oh my God, if she only knew that was the deciding <laughs> factor. <laughs> it wasn't her personality. It was just the fact that she had the big bush. <laughs> Guys yeah, are so right. deep. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. But also like with the thing with your dad too, it must be like that thing that they say happens like the Freudian thing. Like maybe you were like jealous of your dad, you know, cause the whole thing that you have with guys going on too is very, you could really pick it apart probably and figure out that it has something to do with your dad, especially that's why it was like interesting to me that you didn't have like this desire to really get it on with guys. It was something a little bit different, right? Your sort of thing with guys. And now it makes sense because of, because it really, I think, comes from your thing with your mom. And the guy plays out. It's just like this, your dad sort of being involved in that situation and being big and you sort of maybe being envious and wanting your mom to want you over him or something. You know what I mean? It must have been very twisted on a subconscious level and then it comes out as this kind of stuff don't you think yeah there's no doubt in my mind i mean i i can go back and distinctly see you know her you know sucking his dick and you know with her you know just the, the look in her eye as she was with this you know his huge dick and mm-hmm. you know is is that you know you know i'm wondering you know is she into me in that way is she looking at me that way would she look at my dick that way um so yeah i mean that that's definitely a, a huge part of it there's no doubt in my mind that it goes all back to that right and now let me ask you now that this like because like you're doing all this other stuff behind your wife's back and like does it like on any level like does it bother you or freak you out that you have this desire or are you totally okay with it well, which desire are you talking about? The one with, like, the whole, everything that went down with your, you know, your parents, like the, that kind of stuff. Because I had a guy at my show who could only get, like, turned on if he thought of his sister or his mom. Like, and it was, like, an issue for him. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't feel right about it. Like, you know, he had, you know, and everyone feels different. Like, I'm just wondering. I mean, you sound to me that you're, you don't, like, you're totally cool with it. Like, you don't have any sort of conflict as far as, like, you know, the fact that you have these feelings, it's more about you want them sort of satisfied, right? <laughs> I mean, or yeah, or am I wrong? Like, is there some part of you that feels like fucking what the fuck? Like, I wish I didn't have these feelings, but I do like, you know. <laughs> no, you're totally right. It's uh, it, there's no conflict in my mind. It's not inhibiting me from doing anything. It's not compelling me to do anything. It's, you know, just something that, I'm aware of, I get it, I understand, you know, kind of how it affects my sexuality, and I'm fine with it, I'm fine jerking off thinking about it, I'm fine talking about it, it's not, uh, it's not something that's, you know, making me do something or not do something that I want to do. Right, and now when you say talking about it, I mean, uh, uh, like, I'm assuming if you talk to anybody else about this besides me, um, that maybe it was people that you met online, right? Nobody in your regular life knows about this, right? Oh, nobody in my regular life could know that. Right. No way. Do you have brothers or sisters? I never. I don't think we ever talked about that. Was there anyone else in that house, or was it just you and your parents? No, nope, just me. Right. Okay. And uh, you never shared it with your wife or anybody? There's no way, right? I wouldn't think. No, I, I would never do that. Right. And now, have you ever been in therapy and like for other things, and has this come up, or just no? 
Nope, it's just all my own therapy doing, you know, talking through it with other people. Right, right, right. And now have you ever gone to like, you know, because you have all these scenarios that you sort of lived out on on Craigslist. Have you ever done like the scenario like with your parents, like looking for that kind of person, like a woman that maybe would be like your mom? Like, have you ever tried that fantasy as well on Craigslist? Have you went looking for that? Never, never tried that. No. A good idea, but, uh, I don't, you know, might be difficult to find. Right. Now, have you have found other people like you? Because I remember, like, when the guy called in and he was into that. I'm like, I'm sure there's, like, forums and stuff for other people. And he always found that when he went online that he found other people that were just, like, looking to talk about it and be turn it into, like, a sexual thing. So I'm assuming since that's what you actually like about it, like, have you gone to places online where you could sort of live out these or talk about this with other people that are into it as well and have it be, like, a sexual thing, like, virtually? Yeah, I mean, I've posted on Craigslist about it, and, you know, you get replies, and some people you can tell are completely full of shit, and some people are genuine, and it's pretty easy to weed those out. So I've talked to other guys that have had similar situations, either their moms or, like, your other guy or sisters, and uh, talk to them about it. So guys with their sisters? Yep. Where they've seen them or something like that? Is that what's happened with them? Yeah, they've, you know, they've seen their mom, you know, similar to me, or they've seen their sister or both. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now I know, like, are you going to do that thing with the pictures and your mother? Because, like, and is it, like, I know that you said you don't want it to ever really happen and you know that it can't because she's physically not the age or whatever. But, like, do you still want to go, are you still going to do the thing where you put, like, the pics on your phone and give it to your mom? Yeah, so definitely. So the uh, the the intention there was, you know, hey, I have some regular pictures on my phone. You know, take a look at them. She goes to swipe through them, and oh, by the way, I've put this, you know, naked one of me at the end, you uh-huh, know, with the heart, and you know, by by accident, right? Quote unquote accident. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah, I, I I definitely think that I will do that because you know, I got her to to see me, you know, out of the shower and just, you know, not hard. And I think that would be the, the next logical step. So that was, uh, that was my plan. And I just have to figure out how I can make that happen. And don't you want to know on some level whether she was interested in you? Like, isn't that some part of you, like, wonders that? Yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to sit down and ask her, you know, what did she think, you know, when I was, a teenager, what did she think when I was in my 20s? What did she think when she saw me last year? You know, what did she think of this picture? But that's not a conversation I can exactly have with her. No, definitely not. But you're like wondering if the it's like the the attraction is mutual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I guess maybe your biggest fantasy is that it was, right? And that she was into you. Like that would be ultimately like what you would want. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've fantasized about that many times i fantasized you know just me and her i fantasized about you know me her and my dad and you know definitely uh definitely feel for uh, jerk off material <laughs> all right so let's okay so that was that i can't believe i almost forgot that but it's good that we put it towards the end of the podcast because we'll make everyone listen to the point where it gets really juicy at the end and now what about this poor girl that like did she dump you like you were dating someone recently for like six months and that ended right why did it end and how did that 
like, you know, what was the deal with that situation? Were you ever thinking of leaving your wife for her? You know, I had never thought that that would be something in the realm of possibility for me, but uh, it did something that crossed my mind and it was something that I was prepared for and uh, she wasn't. And, you know, she, she told me all along that she was. And then when it came time uh, to actually, you know, think about doing it, uh, she kind of started to, um, I don't know, push me away, I guess, at that point. And um, then everything broke up from there. So well, was, was she married uh, too? Yeah. And so she'd have to like sort of end it with someone or was she, a, was she single? Yep. She was married too. Oh, okay. So maybe when it came down to it, she did, she wasn't, she, she couldn't get up the sort of strength to like, you know, end the marriage. Cause it's a lot to do. You know, it's not like just asking somebody to be with you. They have to also end their, their life with somebody else. Where did you meet her? Um, she's actually a, a, a friend and, uh, just, you know, in similar circles as me. So, um, we had, you know, eventually, you know, we'd gone out together, we'd gone out, you know, with, a group of people and got together and that was it. Did your wife, does your wife know her? Does she know your wife? She knows her peripherally, but they're not friends. Okay. Right. And so how did it cross over to the, the to the place where you guys were like having a relationship with each other? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I hooked up a bunch of times and, you know, just done casual stuff. And this was the first time ever that I really fallen for someone. Yeah, no, I know. Why do you think it was different with her? Because you were friends, maybe? I have no idea why it was different with her. Did you spend more time with her than just, you know, having sex? Maybe that's why? You know, why with... uh, Yeah, I mean... mm -hmm. Yeah, we got super long. It was, you know, she was a lot of fun. And uh, I thought this was somebody that could, you know, I could spend the rest of my life with. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it came down to it and you said, I'm ready to leave after six months, um, she said no. And then you guys it totally ended the affair. Or did you say then forget it? I have to like end things with you. Yeah. I mean, I was willing to stay on for, you know, whatever we could figure out it was going to be. And she wasn't willing to, uh, to do that once she kind of, you know, kind of got jolted back into reality. Then, you know, she kind of figured out that wasn't for her. And then that was it. Right. And now what is the relationship between you and your wife emotionally? Like, do you get, because I've had lots of guys who cheat on my show, right? And it's always very different. There's so many different varieties of it. That's why I'll always have another person on who cheats because it's always like a different story. There's, you know, and so some of the men are completely in love with their wives in every other way, just sexually, they just don't have a connection anymore, right? Um, But some of them, they don't have an emotional connection either. Like, do you think that you started to have this emotional connection with this woman because you and your wife don't even have that anymore? Or do you feel that you have that with your wife? You just guys don't have like a sexual relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, with my wife, I think, you know, the highs are maybe at a six and the lows are at a five. So, you know, we don't argue with each other. We don't yell at each other. Our, you know, life is outside of everything else is, is really, really good. Uh-huh. It's just that, you know, we just don't have whatever it is for each other anymore. And with my girlfriend, the highs were like a fucking 10. And <laughs> yeah, the lows cool. were, you know, a, a, a one or a negative 50. And, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was good when it was, when it was good. Um, yeah, that was so fun. I, it's like being 16 you know, that, again, right? 
Yeah, you know, I felt I felt alive again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like fun. I mean, listen, that would eventually wear off, but that's like the if you're like been with someone for so many years, it's the stuff that you do forget about that exists, right? And then when you have that, I could absolutely, I could see why it would be very intoxicating and why you would think, oh, I'm gonna let's like leave our sort of you know people and be together, right? Because that's that infatuation phase in the beginning that's just like I said, very intoxicating, and it's it feels. You know, definitely after you've been married to someone for 20 years, it's going to feel like, like you said, like you're alive again, you know? And listen, I, I don't think if like at this point in your marriage, if things went awry and you wound up with somebody else, like, why not? Like, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But like, you know, you said that you would never believe that that would happen because you just, I, I, I'm assuming that you don't really have any plans to leave your wife and you're happy in that situation, right? And, and having sort of live a double life and just get your sexual needs met and you stay with your wife? Or do you think now that you sort of saw what it's like to have this new relationship with someone else that you might actually go and see, like look for that again? Do you have any ideas? I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that again. I mean, it was, <laughs> Too hurt. When, when, when it was great, it was great, but man, I, you know, I don't want to feel those, you know, those, those lows again. It was, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, that just sounds like a kind of probably a dysfunctional relationship, um, you know. But uh, and how long ago did it end? Uh, a couple months ago, two months. Right. So, like you said, but you've been using your wife, and you guys have been getting on. Maybe listen. At the end of the day, maybe that's a good thing for like, because look, look, you're getting a lot more sex from your wife, and you guys have been doing a lot more together. So maybe it was something that actually helped your relationship. Even though, like I said, you're using her as the rebound and she doesn't know it. (laughs) It is, you know, it did force her to like, you know, sort of participate in her marriage a little bit more, you know, than she had had been, right? She had to step her game up, no doubt. Yeah, totally. Were you one of them that wanted to put something out there on my podcast because you're looking for somebody, right? Didn't you want to say something or give uh, like a... Was that you or is it? I I, ta- I I email a lot of people and I tape a lot of shows. Or, but didn't you want to say something nope. or advertise something out there for people? Nope. Sure no, that not. wasn't you. Okay, that was the other guy that's into the mommy things. Like I told you, there's two. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, oh yeah, when someone's like, you're gonna fix me up on your show. I'm like, I don't fix anybody up. But if you want to like give your email out or something, you know. Um, all right, Dave, like, listen, I try to keep my podcast for like an hour long and we're like a little bit over that, but I feel like probably, you know, I'm hoping we touched upon everything. I'm so glad that you brought up the whole thing that I almost forgot to bring up. Um, but, you know, there's probably other hot stories. So like, I, you know, if you ever want to come on as a repeat caller or give, you know, give me an update in a couple months when other shit goes down or if you ever give that phone to your mom and she looks up pictures or anything ever happens, I'd <laughs> I'd love to hear about it, but uh, this was uh, this was Sounds a good hour and hour. Let me tell you. Sounds good. I had, I had a good time. I appreciate you having me on, and you want to give my email to uh, the other dude? Feel feel free to do that. Okay. Oh, okay. The other guy that's calling in. All right. You never know if he's exactly. the one that's looking. I'll be like, I just had a caller, so maybe I will wind up matchmaking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks so much for calling in. All right. I'll see you, Kathy. Bye, Dave. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. 
send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.